the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To mistreat the communion is the same and carries the same guilt as though we were mistreating the actual body and blood of the Lord. Now, some people uh, have misunderstood this to teach that we shouldn't participate in communion unless we feel worthy. Well, the reality is if we do what's given to us as instructions in the next verse, we will never feel worthy. Getting clarification on just exactly what the Apostle Paul is laying out for us when it comes to celebrating the Lord's table. Hi, welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno and at highlands.us on the net. Today, back in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, once again, the Lord's Supper. Join us. Here's Pastor Leighton now with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Verse 25, in the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. In the Jewish Passover, there were four cups, and because this verse describes this cup as being after supper, scholars believe it was the third cup. The third cup represented the Passover lamb, the blood of the Passover lamb that was smeared over the doorposts in Egypt centuries before. In the East, covenants were ratified by the sprinkling of blood. And Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. The word translated in can mean in, but it can also mean at the cost of or at the price of. And so it could be translated, this cup is the new covenant and it cost my blood. Now, under the old covenant, a man could do nothing other than fear God, for he was never able to keep perfectly the law of God. But under the new covenant that Jesus brought, we can come to God as a child comes to his father. You remember when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, Jesus said, pray in this fashion, our father. The concept of addressing the creator of the universe as father was radical. Jesus was a radical. But because of what Jesus has accomplished, we can approach the creator of the universe, the God of the universe, as a son, as a child approaches their father. Do this in remembrance of me is not only an invitation, it is also a command. And therefore, sharing in communion is not an option for believers. When we do not partake, when we have the opportunity to partake, it is a form of rebellion and therefore sin. And the word remembrance is more than simply recalling the fact of an event. It is is recalling or considering the meaning and the significance of that event. And so when we remember the Lord, we remember that God came into this world in human flesh, God incarnate, that he lived a perfect life, that he fulfilled God's plan in fulfilling the the prophecies concerning the Savior, that he went to Calvary's cross to pay the wages of our sin, that he died, that he rose again on the third day as promised for me and for you, 
And because of what Christ did, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. God knows us by name. And when we partake of these elements, we are proclaiming by faith that someday Jesus Christ is going to return to claim his own. And he's going to take us to a place where we can spend eternity with God, a place where there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears, and no more death. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So we proclaim that Jesus did not stay dead, and he's coming for us again. Now, the Bible doesn't teach us how often we're to partake of communion. Our church family partakes of communion each Saturday night and Sunday because that was the practice of the early church. In fact, the implication of Scripture is that they partook of communion every time they got together. Now, having thus instructed the readers on the meaning of communion, he now provides us warnings against the abuse of this privilege. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Now, there are many ways that we can partake in an unworthy manner. We can look at it as just being a ritual uh, with our minds and our hearts disengaged, or we can treat it as something that's really trivial. Or we can elevate it beyond what it's intended to be and think that by partaking of the communion elements, we're, we're receiving salvation. When in fact, the Bible teaches us that we receive salvation by putting our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, not through partaking of the communion elements. Or we can come in an unworthy manner for harboring some sin that we refuse to repent of or some unforgiveness towards someone else. Now, if we mistreat this privilege, we are more than abusing a symbol. To mistreat the communion is the same and carries the same guilt as though we were mistreating the actual body and blood of the Lord. Now, some people uh, have misunderstood this to teach that we shouldn't participate in communion unless we feel worthy. Well, the reality is if we do what's given to us as instructions in the next verse, we will never feel worthy. Let a person examine himself and then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So we should have a time of self-examinations before we partake and we should consider our motives and our thoughts and our actions uh, towards the Lord and his word and his people. And it should be a time of asking forgiveness and repenting of our sin and cleansing and thus purifying the church. You see, when we come together for communion, we're not celebrating our worthiness. We're celebrating the Lord's worthiness. And we're not celebrating our faithfulness. We're celebrating the Lord's faithfulness. This is all about what God has done for us. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. And that's why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. You know, at the Highlands here, those who provide the communion homilies, we, we intentionally try to avoid the word symbol because in American Christian, they, they think of symbol as being something that's disconnected from what it represents. For instance, the American flag, it represents the United States, but somebody can desecrate the flag and do so and go unpunished. But that's never true of the communion. The Bible says that anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. So communion is not just a mere symbol as American Christians tend to think of it. If you mistreat this 
privilege, it can come back and bite you. The word here is krima, and it has the idea of chastisement, not so much damnation as it's translated in the King James Version. That's uh, the catechrema found in verse 32. So when someone comes to the Lord's table in an unworthy manner, they can end up weak or worse yet ill or even worse yet dead. So how can we avoid coming under this kind of judgment? How can we avoid coming under God's judgment? Paul provides the answer in the next verse. If we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. If we examine ourselves truthfully, if we ask God to reveal to us areas in our life that are displeasing to him, if we confess those sins, if we repent from those sins, repent means turn the other direction, turn away from those sins, then God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 32, but when we are judged by the Lord, we're being disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that God disciplines those he loves. Have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you're left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. God disciplines those he loves. If you have been continuing in sin and you have not come under God's discipline, you may have a bigger problem. You may not be a child of God. And if you're not a child of God, then you're not saved. And if you're not saved, then you're destined for hell instead of heaven. The fact that God disciplines you is an evidence that you are saved. The Apostle Paul then closes his instructions concerning communion by reminding them to be loving and courteous towards each other. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home. So that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. About the other things, I will give directions when I come. I'm going to invite the ushers to come at this time and provide for us the elements of communion. Some may have asked, why was it necessary for Jesus to come to earth? Why was this all necessary? And the Bible provides the answer to that question in Hebrews chapter 2. It says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. God could not die. But as a human being, he could die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. And since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. And so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold firmly to what we believe. 
This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, and yet he did not sin. He not only remembers that we are but dust, he remembers what it was like to live in a body of dust. He understands our weaknesses. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. And there we will receive his mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it most. And this has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, our pastor here at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. As we close out today's broadcast and our look at chapter 11, the Lord's Supper, we trust you've come away with a clearer understanding of what it is we do when we celebrate communion. Well, next time we get together, we'll move on to chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, Christ's Body, the Church. We trust you'll join us then as we close out the week with our look at that amazing chapter. Again, if you'd like to know more about us, visit us online at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. We'll see you tomorrow for our Thursday broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.